0: sermon for next week and study this material it's only 60 pages right <laughs> what's the matter <laughs> well i'm serious yeah <laughs> so it's speech communication and then we're going to do a little bit of storytelling and things like that right uh and the idea is that we're going to learn how to how to preach uh because you will be deployed for what god wants to do amen and you're gonna be the front runners for this so we are very excited about it take it uh and we'll i'll text you guys some more instructions amen 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 uh ready for the word go to isaiah 9 I, we're gonna read 9 6 eventually yeah but we're gonna start with isaiah 9 and and uh as you know, as you get there, I've been, I, was, I traveled to Honduras last week. I had a great time. Let me share with you quickly and spend a lot of hours in the airport. But that's fine because I have my Bible, and that's all I need. Amen. But I had a great time because people have asked me. I had a great time with my mom, and I went to Elena's graduation. She finished college, and she's going to come to the University of Florida for a master's, so we are very excited about that. And God is doing great things. Amen. Great things. We're so happy. But I was totally disconnected from church. And Millie kept telling me, well, you know, so-and-so, this happened to so-and-so. And And I'm like, eh. And you know what? Uh, This is happening with this ministry. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, Millie's bombarding me with all these things. And I I don't want to hear about it. But... Yesterday, I came, last night, I came, and I start walking, and I start praying, and I heard the Lord. He says, okay, Bubba, vacations are over. <laughs> you need to start working. So this morning, I got up with all kinds of burdens and worries, if I can use the word, and thoughts. Amen? So I want to face thank you, honey. Thank you to my wife, okay? Always have to make the disclaimer. When I say honey, I'm talking to my wife. All right? Amen. So thank you for taking the burden. You experience a little bit of the burden that a pastor has, a constant thing. In the back of your heart, your faces are always popping up. And God is telling me and showing me things you're going through. And I don't call anyone to tell, the Lord showed me this, but I pray, trusting that he's going to answer and he's going to jump ahead of you and solve your things. Amen? so i feel the, the weight again thank you michael for your sermon lord uh, sir last uh, last week it was really good uh if you guys uh don't uh, i'm not aware the uh truth ablaze ministry michael Locke ministry truth ablaze it's on it's on social media you can follow it and hear what michael has to speak to the body of christ amen we're so excited for what the lord is doing in michael And other of you, too, amen, that have a calling from God. Truth Ablaze by Michael Locke. That's for free. (laughs) All right, Isaiah 9. Before we get to Isaiah, I want to ask you this thing, okay? I want you to close your eyes and think about what you were doing seven years ago. So seven years ago from now would have been 2016 December. Close your eyes and transport yourself to that December of 2016, if you can remember. What were you doing six years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago? Can you remember? Can you you put it in a word? What? Can I ask you? That's your guess. Okay, awesome. How will you describe your year? This would have been 2016, right? Let's say, let's say 2015. Let's say 2015. How, can, how will you describe your year? <coughs> was it a good year? Was it a bad year? Can you remember? Can you remember your best year? Even though if it was more than seven years ago? What will be the, what will what will be your best year ever? Can you remember? Somebody. My best year is this year. You, this year, Amen. Praise God. You you're ruining my sermon. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm kidding. Somebody says 2010. Who's who did? It, that's in your mind. Your best year, right? Why will you say that? It's that's your best year. Okay, so do you have a song for your year? No? Sure? <laughs> Amen. Awesome. Okay, the reason I'm asking you that is because we're going to read from Isaiah 9, and it says, I'm, I'm reading for ESV, or I don't know what version you have, says, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali but in the latter time he was made glorious the way of the sea the land beyond the Jordan Galilee of the nations The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone You have multiplied the nation you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at a harvest. Harvest, And they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire for as to us a child is born i ask you to go back to the, to the past, to your, your past because what is happening here in isaiah is this is isaiah 9 this is taking place 700 years before the birth of the lord jesus so isaiah is transported 700 years ahead of time. And he sees the condition of a nation that is way far different of what he is living in his days. Now let's do another exercise. Close your eyes and go two years from now. Think about two years. We're just going to do two years from now. Let's think about December 2025. And let me ask you, how is your life? I got you thinking. That's good. I can hear. I can hear your, your thoughts. How is your life two years from now? Because, listen, Isaiah was transported 700 years. And what he found 700 years later was a reality. Things have changed for, Is- for the nation of Israel. Things were different. Family dynamics were different. Marriage was different. Health was different. Everything was different. How do you, how do you see yourself Two years from now, can I ask? Yeah, <laughs> S- yeah. What What do you mean by by that? Oh, come on. <laughs> Let me. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, I have sixteen million steps. I thought you were gonna say sixteen million dollars. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this, I'll probably live longer maybe than most of the family because I did that. Okay. Amen. Amen. So you see yourself healthy walking around like you do like 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 jogging or things like that, yeah? 2 years from now. How do you see yourself 2 years from now? I see myself Amen. <laughs> amen, 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 amen. Grandchildren. grandchildren baptized. I see more than baptism for your grandchildren, Scott. Mm-hmm. More than that. Amen. I'm going to reserve it for, for its proper time. Amen. So this is Isaiah, and this is what I want, this is what I lay in your hearts tonight, this morning. That there's a hope. You know, I was thinking, and, and, and as as the preaching students will learn, well, they know probably, but they'll learn. When you, when you write a sermon, you, 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 you build around a central thought, a line, a punch line. So what do you want your congregation to take home with them? And really, my prayer is that you will take hope as you go to your places, to your houses, to your relationships. I pray that you will be hopeful that your future is bright amen amen so what was it look at let's go through this quickly i just a few things see back in isaiah's time the they the the church is it says in verse uh three it says you have multiplied the nation this is 700 years ago so he found he found a nation that has been multiplied that tells me that probably in Isaiah days, there wasn't any multiplication of the nation. There was only decrease on them. There was only loss. There was, there was, there was only division in that nation. It says, it says you, have, you have increased its joy. That tells me, and we know by, by, by historical accounts, that the nation was under oppression. They were, they were being oppressed By the kings of the surrounding uh, 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 kingdoms. And they were defeated. They were under the yoke of the kings of the surrounding nations. Because you can find that because he says in verse 4. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor you have broken. As on the day of Midian. You know when people... Is walking away from Christ. This is their lot. When people walk away from Christ, their lot is that one oppression, defeat, sickness, right? Brokenness. That's their lot. That's why I'm not surprised when people walking away from God are bankrupt, are bitter, are anger, angry, are defeated. Because away from Christ, that's the lot. And Isaiah is telling this to the to the nation. He's writing to his peers. He went, he he traveled in time 700 years. He came back and he's telling his peer, He's telling his contemporaries what he saw. But the reason of this breakthrough was one person. And listen, folks. If you are in Christ... And you are living like if you were not. The only answer I find is that you probably or I probably don't know this child. Because once you get to know this child, things change. I go back in time. If if I travel, (coughs) let's not say seven years. If I go t- 15 years, 20 years, I was asking Trenton last night, where were you on a Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. 20 years ago? And he says, everywhere but in this place. <laughs> we were in church. <laughs> and I would have been doing this. I say, I hear you, man. It would make two of us. Right? <clears throat> and he says, verse six, he's telling, he's telling his folks, he's telling his peers all the greatness that he found. He's telling his peers, he found joy. He's telling his peers, he found a nation that is increasing prospering, multiply. He's telling his peers that he found a nation that is not under under the burden of Satan, but a nation that is successful, a people that is successful, a kingdom of successful people. And when when I say successful, I mean successful in everything, in every aspect of life, in every realm of life. And he's telling them, finally, the reason why this success and this joy and this liberty and this freedom and this peace and this prosperity. I say, hey folks, I found, I went in time 700 years and I found ourselves. And we look nothing like what we are right now. So how, how come I say What was the difference, Isaiah? What happened 700 years down the road? What brought this breakthrough and this success? And he gave them the answer. And I give you the answer today. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Or Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, this word government means dominion, power, dominion and power and influence. Of the increase of his dominion, of the increase of his domain and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, and why he mentioned David, when he mentioned David, is acknowledging that what Jesus has includes the Gentiles on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Church, a child has been given to us. And we... The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be living like this nation. Multiplying. Increasing in joy. And rejoicing. Because everything is shalom, shalom with us. Everything is peace with us. Hey, nothing missing, nothing broken. We are whole. W-O-H-O-L-E. We are whole in Christ. And if you know someone that is in Christ but is not enjoying this life, they need to know who this child is. Because if you and I, if we don't have a revelation of who Jesus is, then we won't get to enjoy what he has. Amen. Quickly, wonderful counselor. And I'm just going to give you a few descriptions. But I love the fact that it says, and his name, and he's going to be called. And he, this is who he is. Wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. These are attributes of God. This is who he is. And he never changes. He's going to be wonderful tomorrow. He's going to be wonderful at 3 p.m. today. He's going to be the prince of peace Today, tomorrow, yesterday, two years down the road, he's going to be the same. This is who he is. He's faithful. He cannot deny himself. Amen. (coughs) It says he has the government on his shoulders. The government means, like I said, dominion, power, sovereignty through legal authority. You know who he is? As we speak, the top dog, if I can use that expression, of the universe. You know who's the number one guy? You know who sits in the, in the big chair? There's, not, there's no one above the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever, I remember, when I work, I worked for a company and I knew the guy. You know what I mean. So I went to apply for this job in this big multinational corporation. And I knew the guy who sits in the big chair, the top dog. And in the interview, I was trying to make clear that I knew the guy. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and yeah. Do you have any passion? Yes, I play soccer, and, and I play in this league from, from this high school because I knew the guy w- went to the same high school. And I'm, I'm thinking, come on, you human resource. Put, connect the dots. I know the guy. Why? Because the moment the human resource, resources lady realizes that I knew the guy, he or she was going to favor me. Am I, am I the only one who has used those tragedies <laughs> to get something? Like when I moved here, when I moved to, to the States, is Kenny Renee not here? Well, I can't say because they're not here. So, yeah, I, I tell everybody my life story. Yes, you know, my wife, she went as a missionary to Honduras, and that's why I ended up here. Oh, really? And this is the question came always. So, who is your, uh, your wife's name? So, I say it's Millie Rogers. And, you know, small town. Is this uh, Nathan? Nathan came first. I need to tell that to Pop. Is this Nathan Rogers? Yeah, he's my brother-in-law. And conversations (laughs) change, right? Am I the only one who used that strategy? No? Okay, anyways. But I'm telling you right now, this wonderful counselor, Jesus, he is the number one guy. There's no one above Jesus. No one above Jesus. So he's this wonderful, the domain that he has is ever increasing. As we speak, Jesus is seated on the throne. Amen. And he's going to have his will accomplished. The Bible says that he is also a counselor. But a counselor, I think about counseling. When I think about counselor, I think about, don't do this, sister. Don't do this. Be kind to your husband. Cook all the time, right? I'm counseling her on marriage issues, right? Not that she's not. You know what he likes to eat, right? Have his breakfast ready, coffee ready oh, every morning. That, I'm counseling. We think about counseling like, don't do that. You know, do this, do that, and that. But counselor is more, is more, is more than that in the meaning of the word. Is a chief, a leader. A counselor is someone who commands. Someone who Decrees. And this is who Jesus is. It's also to advise, of course. But the implication of this word counselor is like he's the one calling the shots, so to speak. This is Jesus. Do you know him? You can say yes. But if you're not living in joy, if you're not living in peace, I don't know who is the one you know. He's a mighty God. He's stronger than everyone. He's an everlasting father. He's speaking about Jesus. He's the first, the prototype. That's the everlasting father. Is the prototype of a new creation. Jesus is the first fruit of a new creation, a new kind. And you and I are made out of that kindness. Amen. And he's the prince of peace, a ruler, a commander of peace. Do you know him? And it says, verse seven. First closing, with justice and righteousness. Let's read verse seven. Twist. <coughs> it says, there will be on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth. And forever more, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of justice. What do you mean by that, fairness? What do you mean by that, preacher? That there is a kingdom of God, church. We have a frame. How can I like a framework? We have a path to walk through. We have boundaries in this kingdom. We cannot do whatever we want to. Speak like we want to. Live like we want to. No, give like we want to. No, there is a kingdom. There's boundaries. There's a a frame of, of doing things. Amen. Why are you saying that? Because you need to find yourself inside that garden, so to speak. A lot of times we are in Christ, but things don't work for us because we are doing things outside of those boundaries. And we are acting in a way that is contrary to what the kingdom of God has established. Amen. And it says, with justice and with righteousness. And I love this part. Last night that I found this word. (coughs) I'm sorry. Righteousness means things done benignantly. This king is benevolent. Ain't that beautiful? This king is kind. My friend, don't disqualify yourself. I told the court and called this today. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have, be having baptisms. Look, I want you guys to understand the baptism doesn't mean that once you come out of the water, you have to be perfect. No, this king is benevolent. He's kind. He's not dwelling in your mistakes or your errors. No, he wants to, he wants to take you out. He's kind. He's, he's benignant. He's benevolent. He wants your best. All we have to do is receive his goodness. Why do we fight so hard against God's goodness? Have you found yourself fighting against God's goodness? Oh, Lord, I know you want to bless me, but I've I been so bad. I don't deserve what you have, what you want to give me, Lord, because I've been so bad. You want to bless me, but I got a B plus in Calculus. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve. 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 When the king is telling you, I want to be good to you. I want to give you what you don't deserve. I want to be benevolent. I want to be kind. I want to bless you. You don't have to perform. Just receive me by faith. Receive what I have for you. My goodness. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, I don't know if I can stretch your faith to 120 years. But that's what the Bible says the life of a man should be in Genesis. Not 70 or 80. That was under the curse. We're not under the curse. Amen. How many of you would like to live 120 years? No? No? come on, guys. (laughs) Father... Rain, fire. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You're not helping Richard. I'm telling you, okay? Amen. Amen, amen. This is the God that we serve. And this is the child that was given, that Isaiah was watching 700 years. But the beauty of the deal is this, that the child has come. He has already a right. And he is seated in his throne, ruling and reigning the universe. And what we need to do to get a hold of what he has is to receive him by faith. To receive his goodness. To receive his kindness. To receive his undeserved favor, to receive his power. Amen. So what, now we're celebrating Christmas. Remember this. The child has been given. Amen. Amen. What are you missing? What are you lacking? What do you need? The king wants to give it to you. What are you you missing? What are you desiring? Don't think, don't go, don't go to your qualifications. Don't go to your performance. Listen to what I'm asking. What are you wanting? What are you wanting? The king wants to give it to you. What are you needing? The king wants to give it to you. Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it health? Is it wealth? What is it? Don't restrain yourself from the goodness of God. It pleases Jesus. And he doesn't have to go and ask permission to anyone. Because he is the king of kings. Church. What do you want? The king wants, wants to give it to you. Trust in him. Do you believe me? He wants to give it to you. Amen. Amen. Father, we praise you. I thank you for this time. I pray, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, for the manifestation of your goodness over this church. Over every one of them, Lord, including myself and my family. Lord, that we might experience the joy this nation, the the, the joy that Isaiah saw. The peace that Isaiah saw. The success that Isaiah saw. The multiplication that Isaiah saw. Because of the child, I pray, Lord, that you will reveal yourself, Lord, to each one of these, your precious children, Lord. And Holy Spirit, help us to know you correctly and better in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for a week of surprises. I pray for a week of your goodness, Lord. That whatever these people turn, they're going to find your goodness, Lord. Not because of what they've done, but because of what you did, Lord. And because of who you are. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for coming to this world, Lord. To rescue us. And to translate us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. The kingdom of your Son, Father. May we enjoy the benefits of this kingdom, Lord, and of your goodness, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get ready for communion as we celebrate salvation. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we're hopeful, Father, because you are with us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. (coughs) We're going to sing uh, Congregation Hymn 180. Amen.